on the last episode of What Do You Remember? I don't remember any of this. And now. I completely forgot all of this. Hi everyone, welcome back to What Do You Remember? Uh, one of us is Robbie, one of us is George. One of us is a part-time sales associate, and the others was cast in the fires of Mount Doom. <laughs> and if you were just joining us, we're talking about Transformers. In the last podcast, we talked about Transformers 1 and 2, and in this one, we hope to cover 3 through 5. Now, fun fact, 5 is the reason we're doing this podcast to begin with. Robbie, care to shed a little light on that? Uh, yeah, so uh, Screen Junkies uh, posted an honest trailer for Transformers 5, uh, to which I watched... And about halfway through it, I then remembered that we actually saw the movie last summer. And I had absolutely no memory of it. Uh, And so I tweeted at them and tagged George in it and said that I completely forgot almost everything that was in that movie. Uh, Which sparked a conversation about what do we remember in certain movies. And here we are. Here we are. And so today we'll be covering, we'll be remembering the plots of three through five, looking up trying, the plots, trying to remember as best we can, and looking up the plots of three through five to see if there's anything we forgot, and if we have time, a special challenge for Robbie. Oh jeez. Me too. We'll see. But first, Transformers three. Okay. All right. Robbie, you you, you go. First I'll go first this time. This time? You go sure. First this time. All right. So Transformers three, uh, one right after college, and this is most notable because it's the last one with Shia LaBeouf. Sad to see him leave. And it's also the first one without Megan Fox. Uh, so, uh, New Girl, not Megan Fox. I have, I don't know how they set this one up. I, I, I've completely I, forgotten I a lot of things. Uh, like, uh, Megatron's still around, but he's in the desert and he's, like, really, like, decrepit at this point. Like, I think he dies in this one because he's in the movie and then they need an excuse to ha- use Galvatron in the next one. So I'm pretty sure they kill him off. Um, uh, I don't remember. I think, okay, the main plot is Sentinel Prime, played by Leonard Nimoy. Yeah, in this one. This is... Yeah. The late, great Leonard Nimoy. Uh, joining the ranks of Bernie Mac and the people I call late, great when talking about movies. Uh, apparently. We're going to start a list. So we got Bernie Mac, Leonard Nimoy. If I remember correctly, uh, Optimus is like, oh my gosh, it's Sentinel Prime. I'm suffering because I actually thought I remembered more about this. <laughs> this is awful. Okay. Uh... Oh, hold on, hold on. Uh... The whole thing is, and then uh, Sentinel Prime's like, yes, and us Autobots, wink, wink, got to stick together. But Sentinel Prime has actually shifted sides. And Optimus is like, well, if he's not good, then can any of us really call us good? Like, real, real Kantian philosophy there. But in the end, Optimus and Megatron have to join forces to fight Sentinel Prime. I don't remember that. I, I remember that. <laughs> I, I could be wrong. Okay. Uh, uh, and... That's all I remember right now. This is why I go second. Okay, um, so I remember kind of how the movie starts, because it starts with, like, a NASA mission, and the reason it's called it's Dark, Dark of the, the Moon, because oh, the, God. The, <laughs> the NASA mission the title. <laughs> goes uh, to the dark side of the moon, and they find, like, a crashed uh, Transformer ship, um, and I think in that is where Sentinel Prime is? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so they, they get this information, and, and it was during um, 
it's it's not like a modern day mission. It was Neil Armstrong. It was the sixty nine. Yeah, it was the sixty nine mission. Like them going to the moon wasn't just the main mission. It the actual mission was for them to go to the dark side of the moon, find out what was crashed there. You know, once they uh, uh, told the director to turn the cameras off, uh, <laughs> they went to the dark of the moon. It's the hop, skip, and a jump away. Yeah, especially with lower gravity. Yeah, so uh, they they find this stuff, and then in the present day. Uh, I don't remember how, but somehow Optimus finds out that the U.S. government has been hiding this information. He's just like, you had information about our people and you didn't tell us anything. Like, he gets up in their face. There's just a great moment and where I think, Neil Armstrong yeah, yeah, is in the movie. Yeah, and I he think just, Neil Armstrong He's looking up at Optimus. Optimus is looking down. He's like... Yeah, I, I wonder how much they had to pay Neil Armstrong to be in the movie. About as much as they paid to keep him quiet about the real space mission. <laughs> Hi, welcome back to Conspiracy Corner. <laughs> Oh gosh! All right, so uh, let's see. Uh, then I, I, to be fair, just based on the title, that's the only thing I would have added that I remember. Oh yeah, there was a space mission I, at one I point. I don't remember um a lot of the plot. I do remember specific scenes like uh, the girl who's not Megan Fox is like kidnapped by like this wyvern dragon looking transformer thing. Uh, and like he he goes up to the top of this tower and there's like this guy and uh Shia LaBeouf has a gun and he's just like where is she you know like pulling <laughs> a, a Christian Bale Batman you never start with the head <laughs> and uh yeah so I I this I, this is probably this the is one the, that I've blanked out on the most it's probably the weakest one um so this one I think started a trend in Transformers movies. Because every other one up until this point was like, oh yeah, Cybertron was destroyed. Totally. And then in this one, it's like, no, we can bring it back. We can either tear it through space and time through a black hole, or we'll recreate it here on Earth. <laughs> uh, I think this one was recreating it on Earth. I think so. Yeah. Because uh, I'm trying, I'm remembering the Unicron plot <laughs> of five. I don't remember. Anyway, uh... So yeah, I think the whole big thing was like, Cybertron's not really gone, guys. Hey, guys, it's right here. <laughs> and uh, in order to bring back Cybertron, we got to kill all the humans. Yeah, I think that's a pretty standard boilerplate, you know. Of course. It's like on the Apple Terms and Conditions, you know. Yes, you get to play your music. No, you won't use this license to sell Apple to anyone. And no, you can't use it in any nuclear weapons iTunes terms and conditions. I, I, I wouldn't know that because I don't read the terms and conditions. Okay. Um, <laughs> do you remember anything else about three? I'm trying to remember three. Like, I, I want to say three is the one with the giant like snake robot yeah, thing. That, around like, the building. Yeah, that wraps around the building, brings the building down. Um, uh, uh, doesn't... What What is... What is the new girl do? Doesn't, doesn't she work like with cars or like some kind of expensive car company yeah, probably or oh yeah yeah no so uh there's this whole thing because uh dr chung is in this movie yeah 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 um. <laughs> dr chung is the name of my dentist by the way uh well, old dentist no uh it's the guy from hangover uh he was also in community yeah uh uh consult the wiki we're, we're cheating a little bit here we're looking up the actor's um. name which is awful you should never do that Especially we're recording a podcast. I, I'm just, uh, I can see his face. It's, uh... William Howard Taft. Ken Jung. Oh, so, Jung, Jung. not Jung. Yeah, 
You were close. Doctor Jung is in this movie, yeah. and he like grabs Shia LaBeouf. He's like, "You want to know some secrets? You know something about them Transformers?" <laughs> <laughs> That's what we call a callback. Uh, and uh, he's killed on the toilet by a Transformer. No, by a human working for the Decepticon. So there's this thing because uh, not Michaela, not Megan Fox, the yeah. new girl. She works for this company that specializes in like uh, luxury cars. Luxury yeah, items. yeah, yeah, that's right. And that's her right. boss like has the best car mm-hmm. and has the best watch. Uh, and he tries to get on Shia LaBeouf's good side, but Shia's like, no, because you're hitting on my girlfriend, and that means you're the villain of this movie. <laughs> uh, and he's right, because his car is a Decepticon. Yeah, his watch yeah, yeah, yeah. is a Decepticon recording everything. Uh, and I don't know if he ever gets his comeuppance. Probably not. Uh, I don't think anything ever happens to him, actually. But he's working with the Decepticons to get information, of course. Uh, meanwhile, the military guy from the first movie is there. He's like, hey, the military still does stuff. Uh, <laughs> is that supposed to be Josh Duhamel? Yeah, that's Josh Duhamel. That's a flawless Josh, Josh Duhamel. Josh Duhamel impersonation, yeah. Uh, we got information. Where does, where does John Turturro come in? John Turturro, you see, he's getting less and less roles in these movies. Yeah, but he still shows yeah, up. Yeah, he in does all of show them. up. He's, he's like the one constant thing. Did he show up in four? Uh, yeah, I think so. All I right. think he's in all of them. All right. Uh, I don't remember at all. Uh, we'll we'll check the Wit Wiki for. Uh, yeah. That's how we're gonna refer to it from now on. Just we'll check the Wit Wiki about Sector Seven in Episode Three. Episode three. Yeah, I, I don't remember. Yeah, this movie is definitely going to be the one I remember the least about because yeah. at least four and five are recent enough that I yeah. and I hated them enough to care about oh, yeah. how bad they were. But uh, three kind of was just a meh. Yeah, uh, and I, three. I, I think three is the reason I didn't see four in theaters. Yeah, I. Uh, I want to say I saw three in theaters. Um, I, I went to go look up the Wikipedia and I literally typed in Transmorpher. <laughs> so, uh, on the next episode, uh, Asylum Films, Transmorphers, and... I'm, I'm still internally laughing at Make a Trans. It's 2018. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure if I, like, stimulate my... Uh, like, if I, if I think maybe I can remember something, but this is the movie that... We're going to blank on. Oh, of course. And if I edit this down now, we probably have less than eight minutes in total. Yeah, it's, it's not going to be that much. Okay, uh, all right. Her name. You want to take a guess on her name? Uh, okay. Uh, does it start with an M? No. Chloe. No. Am I close? It starts with a C. Okay. Uh, Christina. No. Is it CH? No. Um, okay, give me the second one. A. C A. Catherine Zeta Jones. <laughs> no. <laughs> Master <Unfortunately>. Zorro. <laughs> no, okay. C A. Caitlin. No. Carolyn. No. The Carpenters. Katerina Pavlova. No. Uh, do you want a third letter? Yes, third letter, please. R. Car. Her name's Carly. You. <laughs> Go paint a house. Yeah, Carly. Carly, really? Yeah. Oh, that's awful. Yeah, Carly. Yeah, and John Turturro is in this movie. He's okay. a professional writer, probably writing about 
government secrets. I forgot Francis McDormand was in this movie. And John Malkovich. Yeah. Yeah, uh, John Malkovich played uh, Sam's employer, and Francis McDormand was the director of national intelligence. <laughs> and Alan Tudyuk was in this movie. And Bill O'Reilly. Wait, Bill O'Reilly? Yeah, Bill O'Reilly interviewing uh, as himself, right? Agent Sim- yeah, Agent Simmons on uh, the O'Reilly Factor. Why can't this be like Kick-Ass? We get a Craig Ferguson cameo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I... I totally forgot about all those. Patrick Dempsey's also in it too. He's he's the boss. Right. Yeah, Patrick Dempsey is the the boss. Here, let's see. Uh, uh do you want to check the wit wiki or should I? Uh you check it. Alright. Yeah, Leonard Nimoy, Sentinel Prime. His last major film role before his death. Dang Dang it. It. He he died three years ago this month. You know, searching Dark of the Moon into Wikipedia <laughs> just a gateway of <laughs> information. Uh. All right, so in 1961, a Cybertronian spacecraft carrying an invention capable of ending the war between the Autobots and the Decepticons crash lands on the dark side of Earth's moon. Crash is detected by NASA, and the president authorizes a mission to put a man on the moon. So... <laughs> 1961, JFK hears, hey, what's that thud coming from the moon? We better investigate. <laughs> what's that thud? Oh, gosh. In the present, the Autobots assist the United States military in preventing major conflicts around the globe. So they're still working together. Yeah. Uh, which is a huge shift going into the fourth movie. Like, All right, during a mission to Chernobyl uh, to investigate its suspected alien technology, Optimus Prime finds a fuel cell from the Ark, discovering it had survived the journey from Cybertron. The Autobots are then attacked by Shockwave, a Decepticon scientist who manages to escape. After learning of the top-secret mission to the moon, the Autobots travel to the moon to explore the Ark. They discover a comatose Sentinel Prime, Optimus' predecessor as leader of the Autobots. And the pillars he created... Uh, oh, God, yeah, the pillars. And the space bridge. I don't remember the pillars. All right, all right. And the pillars he created as a means of establishing a space bridge between two points to teleport matter. After returning to Earth, Optimus uses the energy of his le- Matrix of Leadership. Ooh, Remember from, that? Yeah, yeah, from the second movie. Yeah. He uses the energy from his new jetpack trailer to revive <laughs> Sentinel Prime. From his dead friend. <laughs> friend? Oh, gosh. Yeah, but, but remember, the Matrix of Leadership is not found. It's earned. You gotta go to Robot Heaven to see that, <laughs> yeah. huh? Yeah, apparently. Yeah. Meanwhile, Sam Witwicky is frustrated that he is unable to work with the Autobots or find a job. At me! <laughs> I'm frustrated I can't work with talking robots or find a job. Talking robots are taking your job. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize this podcast is going to be so meta. <laughs> Jeez. Next week, hello and welcome to What's in Your Memory Bank. He also becomes envious of the close relationship between his new girlfriend, Carly Spencer... And her boyfriend, Dylan, 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 Dylan Gould. After finding work, Sam is provided with information by his eccentric co-worker, Jerry Wang. Yeah, that's, that's Kim Jong. Uh, about the arc before Jerry is assassinated by the Decepticon laser beak. Yeah, laser beak. I remember that. That's yeah. the one that's like the little wyvern. But it was in his toilet, thing. right? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I remember. Yeah, it, it, it was, I remember it was a very Jurassic Park-esque scene when he died. <laughs> Sam contacts the now independently wealthy Sector 7 agent Seymour Simmons, and together they realize that the Decepticon and their leader, Megatron, 
are murdering people connected to the American and Russian space missions, the ARC. They locate two surviving Russian cosmonauts who reveal satellite photos of the hundreds of pillars being stockpiled on the moon. Sam realizes that the Decepticons raided the ARC long before the Apollo 11 mission uh, and intentionally left the Sentinel and five pillars behind to lure the Autobots into a trap, with Sentinel being the key to activating the pillars and the Decepticons lacking the means to revive them. <laughs> this is an elaborate plan. It is. A little too much. The Autobots rush to return Sentinel to their base for protection, but Sentinel betrays them and murders the Autobot Ironhide. So it's a basic reversal of the uh, the Jet character from the last movie. Yeah. Who like, oh, I'm a Decepticon, but I'm good now. Ironsides is dead now. Uh, <laughs> revealing he had a deal with Megatron to ensure Cybertron's survival. I, I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah. At all. <laughs> I have altered the deal. Pray I do not alter it further. Sentinel uses the pillars to transport hundreds of concealed Decepticons from the moon to Earth. Okay, I, I do remember that because, like, yeah, because wasn't, like, the pillar things were, like, in a circle or something over, like, a pool? Like, or some kind of thing of water and, like, all the the Transformers come down through the... Yeah, I, I, I remember nothing about this. <laughs> no, I, I kind of remember that. I remember the pillars, for sure. Mm-hmm. But... Like, for sure. Oh, my God. Carly is later captured by Gould, who is revealed to be in service of the Decepticons. Right, right, he right. services right. Yeah, Decepticons. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Autobots are exiled from Earth. Oh, okay. So, I remember this one. Oh, yeah. Because they have the, to get on the they rocket They have to get on the rocket. Yeah. And then the, they blow up the rocket. Yeah. It's like, we weren't on the rocket. <laughs> um, <laughs> we got on the rocket, but we weren't on the rocket. It's a great magic trick. Don't tell them how it's done. <laughs> At the demand of the Decepticons to avoid war, but as their ship leaves Earth, it is destroyed by Megatron's second-in-command, Starscream, seemingly killing the Autobots. Seemingly killing the Autobots. The Decepticons, led by Megatron and Sentinel, invade Chicago as their agents place pillars around the world. Gould reveals to Carly that the Decepticons plan to transport their homeworld of Cybertron to the solar system, then to enslave humanity and use Earth's resources to rebuild their world. Sam teams up with former USAF chief Robert Epps and ex-Nest soldiers to go into Chicago and save Carly, but they are nearly killed by Decepticon forces before the Autobots intervene, revealing they concealed themselves during the launch of the ship to convince the Decepticons they were destroyed. So now we're entering the climax of the film, uh, because we've entered a big city. Yeah. That's how you know the movie's almost over. You're in a big city. Yeah, that's pretty much. Except for the second one. And five. Yeah. (laughs) Just... Yeah, it's an more, uh, it's more in, than half. <laughs> it's in every movie except for these specific <laughs> options. Yeah. The Autobots and the human soldiers manage to secure Carly. I'm still getting over that name. That's awful. And kill Laserbeak, Starscream, Soundwave, and Shockwave. With Optimus using Shockwave's arm cannon to blast the control pillar, disabling the space bridge. Sam confronts Gould as he reactivates the control pillar and knocks Gould into the pillar, killing him. Bumblebee and Ratchet arrive and destroy the control pillar, permanently disabling the bridge and causing the partially transported Cybertron to implode. Okay, so Cybertron is destroyed. Cybertron's coming! Yeah, okay. (laughs) Alright, remember this. Plot point. Cybertron's destroyed. Now. For sure. For real this time. We mean it. Optimus and Sentinel fight while Carly convinces Megatron that he will be replaced by Sentinel as leader of the Decepticons. 
Sentinel severs Optimus's right arm and is about to execute him when Megatron intervenes, incapacitating Sentinel. Megatron slyly proposes a truce, having the desire to become uh, the one in charge again. But Optimus instead attacks Megatron, decapitating and killing him. Oh, crap! <laughs> what the crap? I don't remember that at all. I remember his head. I remember, like, it was a major plot point. Wait, wait, yeah. Doesn't the government keep his head? Yeah, no, well, the government, but it's, uh, it's how they make Galvatron in the next mission. It's awful. I don't don't remember. Don't don't think about it. It's awful. I I don't really care much about it. Sentinel pleads for his life. Because that's how you want to think about it. Leonard Nimoy begging. (laughs) But Optimus executes him, too, for betraying his own principles. Carly and Sam are reunited, and the Autobots accept that, with Cybertron gone for good, Earth is now their home. Okay, alright, so Cybertron is... Destroyed. Extinct. Remember that. Cybertron is gone. There is no Cybertron. Okay. Genesis is Skynet. Skynet is (laughs) Genesis. Transformers 3 thoughts. I didn't like it, and I didn't remember enough about it to actually... <laughs> well, I also they threw in like a bunch of new things to it. Like it felt like with the Sam plot progression, nothing mattered. Uh, of course, like uh, especially after the last few movies. Yeah, I'm saving the Earth. Yeah, I'm teaming up with Optimus, but I can't get a job. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I gotta work for John Malkovich. Uh, so nothing matters with Sam. He's gonna be uh, set back at the end of every movie. Starting new. Oh, no. Especially in this one, since he never shows up again. Well, I'm, yeah, exactly. Uh, he does get a cameo in five, briefly. Yeah, kind of. Very brief. It's a sorta. picture. It's it, just a picture. It's, yeah, it's awful. <laughs> um, uh, I should have remembered the rocket scene. I See, I thought the rocket scene was in four. That's mm-hmm. why I didn't say it. Oh, okay. Uh, Do you no. think Shia LaBeouf will ever come back? Uh, <laughs> he was in a pretty bad place when they made the last one. And uh, he went into a weird downward spiral after they stopped including him in the Transformers movies. So, you remember the whole I'm not famous anymore? Yeah. Uh, Sexy Boy 32. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, maybe uh, we could see him in something again soon. But I wouldn't hold my breath in terms of the Transformers series. I think... They've got too much on their plate right now in terms of story progression with Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Well, no, uh, the last night was uh, supposed to be Mark Wahlberg's last Transformers movie. Oh, good. So we'll talk about five in a second. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that. But uh, what do you think? Do you think we'll ever see Shia LaBeouf in a Transformers role again? No. No? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> all right. So that concludes Transformers 3. We'll be right back with Transformers 4. Transformers 4. Wow, that was like no time fast <laughs> was, at all. That, that was, was fast, quick. man. Man. So, Robbie, what do you remember, or do you want me to go first again from uh, Transformers 4? Okay. Um, Transformers 4, I'll, I'll go first. All right, okay. so uh, Mark Wahlberg. Okay, no, no, let's not start with Mark Wahlberg. Let's start, right, okay. uh, the, the Transformers, I think, are like outlawed at this point. 
like uh, the U.S. government, like they they're hunting down Decepticons, but they're also hunting the Autobots. Like they don't they don't want to have to deal with any of them. Uh, and so the, the new policy on illegal aliens is so really they're, awful. They're all like in hiding, uh, <clears throat> and Mark Wahlberg is like a, a junker, kind of. He fixes stuff. He's trying to look out for his daughter. Uh, and he finds a big truck. And, <laughs> and he's like, oh my gosh, I think it's a transformer. And zap. <laughs> yeah, and then it transforms into Optimus. And he's just like, oh crap, it's a transformer. I was right. <laughs> and, uh don't remember too much about this movie either i remember that they introduced the dinobots in this movie yeah we got the dinobots uh, well yeah. and uh optimus got a sweet sword yes uh yeah no i that's I, it yeah that's, that's legitimately that, it that is legitimately all i like i don't even remember the villain uh, like like I, I know you said it was galvatron but like i i remember, I remember nothing about him yes uh so, uh, here's what I remember. Uh, let's start with Marky Mark, because uh, there's always going to be some like military interlude before we get to the actual main character of the movie, with mm-hmm. every Transformers. Uh, real quick, Transformers 3, did we get a... Remember, if you need help, searching the space, whatever. Did we get uh, Optimus? Uh, I, I, think, I feel like there's a monologue at the end of every one, but I just don't remember. I don't think we did. Yeah. Huh. Do I need to look it up? No, no, no. <laughs> uh, who cares? <laughs> Do you care? Let us know. Okay, so we start with Marky Mark. He's a junker, yeah. But he wasn't always. He kind of sold all, his whole business because there's potential here. Okay. There's something out there. Something. Uh, and Yes, he does buy an old truck. He's like, I think it's one of them Transformers. <laughs> but you know, I don't think he sounds like that. Well, he's supposed to be from Texas. But he's... What, what is his character's name? Um, I don't know. It's, I'm going to say Silas. No. It's something Jaeger. I remember his uh, last name Cade. is Jaeger. Cade. Cade Jaeger. Cade. I don't think that's it. You don't think it's... I don't... What, what, what if it was Cade Jaeger? <laughs> It'd be a dumb name. I'm looking up <laughs> Transformers Jaeger real quick. His name's Cade Jaeger! <laughs> Well, that's a dumb name. <laughs> also, I checked. It's the TF Wiki mm. for Transformers Wiki. Mm. That's still not as good of a name. No, as it should be the Wit Wiki. Absolutely. Oh wait, no, hold on. Okay, so I think that's the name. Yeah. Hold on a sec. I'm checking this real quick. So, Cade Yeager is Mark Marky Mark's character's yeah. name, but there's a, a senior effects editor who worked on the Transformers films named Alex Yeager. Which is a better name. <laughs> uh, where was I? Oh, yeah. I think this might be one of them. He, he has that Boston accent. Hey, it might be one of them Transformer guys. <laughs> Looky over here. He's got the jumper cables. The Transformer guy. I think it might be one of them Transformer guys over here. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he's right. It transforms. And then we go back inside his house and... Uh, this 18-year-old guy is hitting on his 16-year-old daughter, and he's like, hey, that's not allowed. And then Michael Bay's like, yes, it is. And they hold up this law up to the camera, and it's like the Romeo and Juliet law. 
that says, if we knew each other for three years, we absolutely can do it, and you can't say anything about it, old man. Somehow this guy's along for the ride. <laughs> I, yeah, see, I, I remember there being a guy that was like a love interest for the daughter, but I don't remember his name or what he looks like. That's not important. The point is he's over the age of 18. <laughs> he's actually 19. Sorry, I, I should... He's 19, and the daughter's like 16, 17. And so, therefore, you shouldn't think about it, but then hold it right up to the camera. Uh, so then there's a big interlude. Uh, a lot of this takes place in China because Michael Bay was trying to reach out to an international market because the success of Transformers was waning in America. And China is one of the biggest uh, consumers of film outside of the U.S., mm-hmm. and that's where the real money comes in for movies nowadays. If you Well, I mean, that's, that's why uh, the, the last Star Wars movie didn't do so good in yeah. China, and that's why they changed the name of Solo. So, so in China, it's no longer called Solo, a Star Wars story. It's called Ranger Solo. That's literally what the name is. Can we get that name in America? (laughs) (laughs) No, you're going to take Solo, a Star Wars story, and like it. Do I have to? Yes. All right. But I will like it. (laughs) In spite of everything else. Ranger Solo. Uh, Fun fact. Do you know what, uh, not Transformers, Fast and Furious 7 is called in Japan? Hmm. Fast and Furious Sky Mission. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds awesome. It does. (laughs) It's not, but... <laughs> Sky mission. All right, right. So, uh, all of a sudden, government comes in. Police cars come in. Decepticons come in? Maybe. <laughs> and uh, they're like, they hop in their car. And they're like, oh, hey, you Optimus, run. I... <laughs> Brooklyn. Yes, yeah, Brooklyn, all, not all, Boston. All, all of them are Brooklyn. What am I doing? It's Boston accent, because Marky Mark. Yeah. Uh, and they hop in their car. They're driving real fast. They're, they're doing jumps. And stuff. They're splashing, getting everybody all wet. But this ain't SeaWorld. This is real as it gets. No, they're not on a boat. They're not on a boat. All right. So in China, a lot of things are happening. Especially, finally, the purveyor of the Hunger Games himself. Stanley Tucci is here, guys. Yeah, yeah. I Yay! About, I forgot about Stanley and Tucci. And he's kind of toying with this new Cybertronian metal. It can be whatever you want it to be. It can take the shape of whatever you want it to be. Forget 3D printing. This is the future. And you know how he shows it? He holds out his hand and it takes the form of a pill by Beats by Dre. <laughs> Seriously? The pill. Yeah. <laughs> the pill. <laughs> <laughs> and so they have this great idea. We have Megatron's head. What if we take the memories about Optimus and put that into our own human-made Transformer? Basically a giant robot we made... <laughs> Much better than the normal tree. We make the best Transformers. It's far better than anything Cybertron ever put out. Yeah, but we're taking Megatron's head. But why does this robot keep coming out looking like Megatron? We put it in, like... There's this whole thing about... uh, Well, we're only looking for memories about Optimus, but why does it keep coming out looking like Megatron? We're only cloning Megatron's head. (laughs) (laughs) Uh... So, things happen. We get introduced to John Goodman bot at some point in this movie. Yeah. And also the Japanese one. Yeah. Because at this point, they stopped looking like robots and like metal humans that are very tall. Yeah. Very tall metal humans. They gave them facial features like, uh, like the beard and... Yeah, like more... The Transformers are showing more human traits as of this movie. Like, I imagine Sentinel Prime did a bit, too. A little bit. Yeah, but like, it's getting overt. In terms, like, 
I don't know why John Goodman's character has a gut other than the fact, hey, goodness, John Goodman. <laughs> Roseanne. Fast piece. <laughs> <laughs> so they're in there. Uh, and um, I don't know. Decepticons with something attack, and the government's like, yeah, send out Galvatron. That'll show them. Oh, no, it's actually Megatron's memories inside a brand new Transformer we made. Who knew? Uh, and Optimus is like, we can't beat Galvatron. But you know what can? Dinosaurs. <laughs> dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. <laughs> dinosaurs beat everyone. Grimlock is a dinosaur from our imagination. <laughs> and so, I don't know, it's in a cave or something, like... Weren't there a couple of them? There were a few. Cause cause there's, cause the tri- there's the ter- um, Triceratops. I don't know. I have to put my hands away. <laughs> Triceratops. And there's the Triceratops. There's Grimlock, the mm-hmm. T-Rex one, obviously. There's a few others, I think. Like, I think there's... I think there's a Pterodactyl. The point is they're on screen for like three minutes yeah. in total. Like, it's very short. And do they combine together to form a Megazord? No. That's disappointing. Yeah. Yeah, Optimus has a sword now mm-hmm. because he has a sword. Isn't it, like, on fire? It's important. Or, like, like really hot or something. I remember something about it being, like, orange, where, like, it was, like, on fire. Like, something. I don't remember. Look, knowing Optimus's track record for where he gets his accessories, it's probably made from, like, a corpse of one of his friends or something. <laughs> That's depressing. I don't remember exactly. Because this is, uh, like I said in the last episode, this is the one where I skipped seeing it in theaters. Mm-hmm. Uh now, when it comes to movies, I'm a little harsher on movies I watch on DVD first. I think, I grew up thinking it was a privilege to see movies on the big screen. So I, mm-hmm. if I see something in theaters first, I tend to enjoy it a little more. I, I, I don't think so critically about it. I sit there. But no, uh, this, uh, like the last two, they sucked. Let's be honest. Yeah, pretty much. Three and four. Uh, four, I, I'm also harshly judging because it was I watched them the same weekend I watched the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. The new Michael Bay one mm. with uh, Michaela, I mean Megan Fox. Which I still haven't seen. <laughs> this one was just kind of a blip on the radar for me. It was like uh, a bad weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he gets a sword. He gets a dinosaur. And then miraculously the combination of sword and dinosaur beats giant robot. Who knew? <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> you just described the plot of the Power Rangers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and then <laughs> they win. No, no, no. Okay, Galvatron escapes. Uh, and he's looking over the cliff, and he's like, I'll be back, Brian. Or something. I'll get you next time, Gadget. Yeah. And uh, Optimus like, probably says something inspirational. If you need help, and we are still here, uh, you can call the A-Team. <laughs> or uh, <laughs> if you need uh, help, don't turn to the government. Turn to robots. <laughs> I don't, and that's what four. wasn't it like uh, the the robots, the the Dinobots had been there for like thousands of years. It did the thing the new Power Rangers did, which okay. is like, uh, oh yeah, uh, it took the form of the most powerful creatures on the planet yeah, at the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so. When they crash land on Earth, they probably killed the real dinosaurs because they were the meteor. <laughs> I am oh the my meteor. God. No, Boom. that probably is exactly what happened in the movie. <laughs> I either I, I hope not. But uh, yeah, no. Transformers land on Earth. That's the meteor that killed the dinosaurs. That's so sad. Because we go back further and further every movie. Yeah. 
marketing. <laughs> All right, let's see. 65 million years ago. Ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> an alien race known as the Creators used devices called seeds to terraform planet Earth, effectively wiping out the dinosaurs. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> And covering it with an alloy called Transformium. I guess that's what transforms it into Unicron? I I mean, do they cover the Earth with Transformium is what we're saying? Yeah. Oh. Covering well, I mean, the Earth with an alloy called Transformium. The main villain in the next also, one is, the, uh, is one of the creators, right? And, yeah, and it also explains why the Transformers are all drawn towards Earth. Because it's Because of all its unobtainium. I mean, Vibranium. I mean, Transformium. Yeah. And the present-day geologist Daryl Tyrell excavates the Transformium for KSI Industries, which uses it to build man-made artificial Transformer drones. There we go. Yeah. Five years after the Battle of Chicago, humans have begun to view the Transformers as a threat, leading the U.S. government to terminate all human-autobot joint programs. You know, all one of them. Uh, although the public believes that the Autobots have been granted sanctuary, they're actually being hunted by CIA black ops known as Cemetery Wind. That's a weird name. I wonder if it's an anagram for something. <laughs> Cemetery Wind? Yeah, it's... Uh... Hold on. Let's, let's type that into the anagram. Uh, is it cemetery as in a funeral? Like C-E-M? As, as a, yeah, as a place where you put dead bodies. Oh. If you put dead bodies in the basement. I don't know where you put your dead bodies. I mean, if you store your dead bodies in the backyard, uh, the freezer. Leave a comment below with where you store your dead bodies. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Led by opportunistic government official Harold Attinger, who believes that all Transformers should be exterminated regardless of faction. They're hunted down by Lockdown, a Cybertronian bounty hunter working for the creator's he promises to give Adinger a seed if he's going to give him his seed. <laughs> Is that wind as in W-I-N-D or yeah, W-Y-N-D? as in, you know, that wind. All right, get anagrams. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah, so so Lockdown is going to give Adinger his seed if his division manages to capture Optimus Prime. Uh, cemetery wind locates ratchet in mexico city and lockdown kills him when he refuses to give up optimus's whereabouts okay so pretty much up to this point i think the only autobots that are still alive from the three previous movies are optimus and bumblebee <laughs> i think all the other ones have been killed yep because because ratchet died in of this course movie. it means decent you rim <laughs> it what? means cedar mew tiny <laughs> creed met winnie <laughs> Creed we minty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mint T. Rye. Optimus, damaged and disguised as a rundown semi truck, is discovered in an abandoned theater by Cade Yeager. Dumb name. A <laughs> financially struggling Texan inventor and brings him back to his farm while his teenage daughter Tessa and business partner Lucas Flannery encourage him to turn Optimus over to the authorities after realizing what it is. Kate instead is just like, screw y'all, and fixes Optimus. Hey guys, I think we got a transfer. <laughs> hoping to understand his technology and unexpectedly revives him. How does he unexpectedly revive him if he purposely is like, hmm, his, he, he's low on energy. I'm going to zap him with car cables. That shouldn't wake him up. Well, well, what was he trying to do? Hollow him out? 
Hey guys, I got Optimus. Don't worry, we can drive him now. Cade instead fixes Optimus, hoping to understand his technology. Still skeptical of Optimus, Lucas calls Cemetery Wind, which attacks and destroys the farm, but Optimus and Tess's boyfriend, Irish rally car driver Shane Dyson. Irish rally car? That's the best she can do in Texas? (laughs) Well, he's 19, so, you know, he's got a driver's license. (laughs) (laughs) Which is necessary for a Transformers movie. Yeah. Um, Well, on the run from Cemetery Wind. Nicey weed, mister. Uh, <laughs> Lucas is killed by one of Lockdown's grenades. Later, Optimus scans a new, more functioning alternate mode, then summons the surviving Optim- uh, Autobots, Bumblebee, Hound, Drift, and Crosshairs. Using a CIA drone that he stole during the attack, Cade discovers KSI's involvement in the attacks on the Autobots, and Optimus vows to personally kill Adinger for his actions against his brethren. Trading KSI's headquarters in Chicago, Cade discovers the remains of Autobots and Decepticons are being melted down to make the drones. Joshua Joyce, the ambitious company CEO, I guess that's uh, Stanley Tucci? Yeah. Yeah, is collaborating with Adinger to revolutionize global defenses... And improve human society using the seed. The pill. He has captured the Autobot brains and is using him and Megatron's head to create prototype Transformer soldiers named Galvatron and Stinger. I forgot about Stinger. I, I, compl- I, I don't remember Stinger at all. Completely got eclipsed by uh, Galvatron. Outraged at Cade's discoveries... The Autobots storm the building, rescue brains, and destroy the laboratory, but they leave after Joshua declares that they are no longer needed in the world. Adinger forces Joshua to deploy Galvatron and Stinger to attack the Autobots. During the battle, Galvatron starts destroying vehicles on its own and even speaks to Optimus while fighting him. Lockdown then arrives and abducts Optimus while Galvatron and Stinger retreat, and Tessa is inadvertently captured as well. Of course, because the girl is going to get captured and get in danger. Of course. Of course. While Lockdown's large prison spacecraft hovers over Chicago to hand over the seed, Cade, Shane, and the audio, Autobots the Autobots use this opportunity <laughs> to sneak on board and rescue Optimus and Tessa. They hijack a smaller ship containing a number of other Autobots called the Dinobots just before Lockdown leaves Earth. So, so where did they get the Dinobots then? They were just there. They're... They were just there. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> you seem really upset about this. <laughs> Autobots reveal to Cade that Galvatron is in fact Megatron who gave KSI the data to build the Transformer drone so that he could transfer his consciousness into the Galvatron drone after KSI officials unknowingly revived him and is plotting to use the seed and the KSI drones to conquer the world by detonating the seed in Hong Kong. As KSI has brought it there to use it in the remote Mongolian desert to create vast amounts of usable transformium. That's a long plan. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Galvatron is Megatron. Yeah, he's, he's not... Megatron. Okay, alright. So that's how Megatron's arrived. Cade contacts Joshua to inform him of Megatron's presence, causing him to have a change of heart, and agreeing to hand over the seed to help with Darcy and his business Chinese associate Su Yiming. Gotta include someone from China to make a Transformers movie successful. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Lockdown finds out about Optimus' escape with the Dinobots and returns to Earth to retrieve them. It's a long movie. It's a long movie. Optimus decides the Autobots should no longer help humans since they revived Megatron. 
uh, duh. But Cade convinces Optimus to not lose faith in them. <laughs> Back to this facility, Galvatron reactivates himself and takes control of the KSI drones. The battle breaks out in Hong Kong streets between Cade's group, the Autobots, Cemetery Wind, Galvatron, and his group. Everyone is fighting in China. It's just everyone. Everybody was kung fu fighting. Yeah. Those cats were fast as lightning. Yeah. In fact, I'd go so far as to say it was a little bit frightening. <laughs> yeah. But they fought with expert timing. Dear God. <laughs> During the fight, Optimus forms an alliance with the Dinobots while Bumblebee kills Stinger. Lockdown returns to escape or to recapture Optimus and the Dinobots, first using a large magnet in his ship that picks up and drops metal objects using just or causing destruction to the city. After disabling the magnet, Optimus fights Lockdown at an abandoned factory. In the ensuing duel, Optimus kills Adinger to save Cade before being impaled by his own sword by Lockdown. Uh, Cade and Bumblebee fight. Lockdown while Tessa and Shane use a tow truck to free Optimus, who kills Lockdown before using one of his grenades to finish off the remaining drones. Galvatron retreats, vowing to return. As Lockdown's ship leaves Earth, Optimus tells the Autobots to protect the Jaegers and let the Dinobots go. He then flies away into space with the seed to hide it away, while sending a message to the creators that he's coming for them. Well, the product placement in the Transformer series, why do you think there's no point where Optimus was like, Oh, my knee. Thank goodness I'm a AAA member. Or something. <laughs> like, roadside assistance. Roads- yeah. 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 AAA should have been a big sponsor for, <laughs> for Transformers. They're supposed to come out with a sixth Transformers movie next year. Oh, okay. So we'll get to that in a moment. But we'll be right back with Transformers 5. More specifically, what we remember about it. Send us away, Robbie. Yeah. Cool. And we're back! Wow. Did you miss us? I missed you. I didn't miss us. Thank goodness the snipers did. You know, we're hunted by many Transformers fans nowadays. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We're by butchering names and calling Jetfire Jeffrey. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's Par- a dangerous Paramount life. Paramount has snipers too, Disney. <laughs> yeah. Love that Don Cheadle interview <laughs> where he actually just had the laser pointer yeah. on his forehead. Okay. Transformers 5. Most recent one. Shouldn't be too difficult. And we both saw the Honest trailer for it, so. But I barely. Thoughts should I, I come barely to remember mind. the Honest trailer either. Okay. Um, so, uh. Let's stop with the Honest trailer for a second. I remember the actual trailer for the movie. Yeah. And it made it seem like it was almost post-apocalyptic Transformers. Yeah, it, it looked kind of like some of the, the series used to be um, from like the early 2000s. And, and it's that's, not. that's what made me interested in it because I was thinking, oh, this is a world where clearly there's a ton of Transformers there. All the humans are living, you know, in you know, rough conditions. And right. I was like, okay, this, this could be a cool movie. But no, it's just one One city. city. Chicago, I yeah. think. Is it Chicago? Who, who cares? Probably. So, uh, if the movie opens, I'll go first if you don't mind. Yeah, sure. I'll go first. Uh, so, the movie opens a bunch of kids, and they're like, getting out of school, and they're all like, 
kind of stand by me in it, you know. <laughs> We're best friends. We're never going to die. Yeah. Do you want to see a dead robot body? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they sneak into this restricted area uh, to find a dead robot. Yeah. Uh, it's not that difficult nowadays. The government's hunting them down left and right. Uh, and they come across this little girl uh, who's good friends with a bunch of robots. She lives in this restricted area, by the way. Yeah. And she's friends with this moped transformer who's caught in his own perpetual hell because he can't transform in and out of the phase. He's, like, caught in the middle. So he's, like, half a moped, half sticking out, and he's everywhere in terms of marketing. They made RC cars of this kid. There's, uh, not, not the kid, the robot. Uh, they made body pillows of the Transformer moped. Yeah. Uh, if you ever gone to Walmart, you'll see them I everywhere. It's remember that. So, yeah. Uh, and we see her other friend who's like this really good Transformer in hiding. He's basically got a lot of garbage on his back. Anyway, the government's been watching these kids, and uh, <laughs> they institute, they, they send out an airstrike, basically, to bombard the uh, hidden Transformer. And then Kay's all in like, Shut up, kids. Get in my truck. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, the big junk Transformer dies. uh, And the girl's really sad about that. And Cade's like, hey, you want to come to my junkyard? Doesn't she sneak in? Well, okay, yeah, she just stows away. He drives the other kids out, though. Yeah. Because he's a good guy. She sneaks away. She ends up in the junkyard with Cade and uh, Cade Jaeger. And um, there's a bunch of, like, infant Dinobots inside his trailer. Yeah. Like, just like, learning how to... Yeah, like, like, three of them. Baby Triceratops and Tyrannosaurus Rex bots that can breathe fire. That's convenient. He uses the baby Pterodactyl to bring in the beer. A Bud Light, of course. And... forgot about that. The other robots are all there. They're all just kind of sitting around like, why can't we do anything fun? There's the samurai. Like, everyone is a horrible stereotype now. Yeah. Like, uh, the Japanese bot is super... Uh, Japanese. Well, he's super Japanese. He's like a samurai, though. He's like, yeah. uh, I can balance on my sword. You want to see it? Not really. Uh, <laughs> it's um, <laughs> it's all CG. We, I really yeah. don't care about the effects at this point. Uh, I will say, the effects in the first Transformers movie, I actually liked them a lot. <laughs> like, I think it was a fine balance. But as we go on, it's become more and more just... Well, it might as well be a cartoon at this point. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, the girl convinces Cade to let her stay there. Uh, and this big, mo- uh, you know, we see her in all the trailers. She was there for everything. It's like, oh, this movie's going to be about her. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be like the Logan of Transformers. <laughs> her, her moment's over with. Yeah. yeah she, uh, she was in the movie very little. And I, um, I think... I don't know how it happens. I don't know if it happens now or later. So Kid has to go into the city. He has to run through buildings and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, he jumps onto a drone at one point that's hunting for him and also Transformers. Uh, and he... I don't want to call him Cogsworth. I don't think it's, that's his name. But the... Uh, yeah, I think that's his name. Human-sized robot may be a Transformer. I, th- I think his name is Cogsworth. Ugh, Cogington. All right, all right. Uh, so he's like... You should come with me to uh, see my master. Did he call him master? I don't know. Uh, I don't remember. Come see. Wasn't he voiced by Ben Kingsley? No, I don't think he was voiced by Ben Kingsley. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Ben. You've been through a lot. Blood Rain, the movie. Uh, uh, other movies. 
Uh, no, but he's like, hey, come to England. And Mark's like, no. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I insist you come to England if I have to twist your arm to do it. Okay, fine. He also kidnaps this girl in England who's this historian. And uh, she's an outright um, <laughs> Autobot denier. <laughs> or yeah. no, 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 she's a King Arthur denier. Because the movie doesn't open with the kids. It opens back in medieval England. Uh, the humans are fighting the Transformers. Right, uh, right. They're also good Transformers. Uh, not, you know, Stanley Tucci makes a cameo again as Merlin, who's a drunkard in yeah. this version. He goes to the cave of the Autobots. They give him a sword, which transforms into a staff, which lets him control dragon bots. And... Yeah, yeah, because the, don't the no. don't the knights transform together into a giant like three headed dragon? Uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah. So and they give him the sword slash staff thing. When she's medallion. Oh yeah, no, he finds this like Marky Mark finds this medallion thing that yeah, it uh, attaches itself to yeah, his arm, and that's how Coggington or whatever the heck his C- name Coggington, is. Coggington, yeah. Yeah, Percival Blackwheel the second yeah. finds him. <laughs> Because he's been selected. Uh, and he, anyway, so they kidnap this uh, Merlin denier uh, from England. And she gets into a car that she thought was hers. Nope, it's a Transformer. And it drives all the way to the airport. So, okay, so, so what, what I'm basically getting is, in these Transformers movies, if a car shows up for you to get into, it's, it's going to be a Transformer. Yeah, That seems about right. Uh, she gets into the plane, and uh, the butler bot... Let's call him Buttles. Uh, he, uh, he's like, oh, yes, this is our immediate flight to London. There will be no stop layovers, no stops, and absolutely no meal service, which is a 10-hour flight. You know, they're going to be hungry when they get there. Um, they arrive, uh, kind of. The car that disguised itself as her car is actually a red Ferrari or Lamborghini or something called Hot Rod, who has a horrible French accent, which isn't yeah. even really his accent. Uh, they're met at the gate with uh, a Transformer tank who uh, starts shooting at them because he's from World War II and has dementia. <laughs> he has PTSD. No. Seriously, that's kind of what happens. And Anthony Hopkins comes out. And we're like, yeah. oh, yay, it's Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. He's great. And he's like, come in, both of you. Um, yeah, you're related to Merlin. Uh, you, you've been chosen. Don't know why. There's nothing remarkable about you. Uh, anyway. Uh, welcome. Uh, we're part of a secret order. We're called the Witwickens. The dumbest possible name. Like, <sighs> we got to tie it into the series somehow. Witwicken. Perfect. Ah, beautiful. Don't even no. need a second. Don't even need a rewrite. We're good. We're golden. We're mm, mm, so good. Uh, uh, be careful. That's the watch that killed Hitler. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So you must accept that you have a great destiny, and then organ music starts playing. Uh, you must overcome great adversity. Could you stop playing that organ? You must overcome great adversity. You must fight on the beaches, on the battlefields, <laughs> on the... Would you stop singing? And it's all Coggington up yeah, in the corner. Cogman. It's Cogman. That's yeah. his name, Cogman. It's Cogman. Uh, so Anthony Hopkins is like, you crazy kids, I'm going to send you to Atlantis. <laughs> oh, by the way, that's a place. Okay, so this all this is happening. Uh, Optimus went into space at the last one. Yeah. Uh, he kind of actually just kind of jumped and then froze in space and he's been floating. Uh, so he was found by one of the creators. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's like, I'm your god. 
He's like, you're not my god. And then she whispers really seductively, and his eyes turn purple. And he's like, you're my god. I will do whatever you say. <laughs> you're not my god. Yes, I am. Oh, god, yes, you are. <laughs> oh, god. <laughs> you devil. Uh, so that's kind of what's happening with Optimus. Yeah. Uh, and the is like, oh, quick, hop in the submarine. Don't worry, it's a transformer. It knows where to go. It doesn't transform. No. It's kind of just a submarine for all intents and purposes. Yeah, because isn't it like at a naval museum or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's at, yeah, it's at like a Royal Naval Museum because yeah. it was awesome from World War II. Um, I hate remembering this. I hate the fact that I remember some some of this. Well, I mean, it's been less than a year. Yeah. So, yeah. all right, uh, and so they get to Atlantis. They look around. Oh, hey, we found the thing. Oh, no, the military took the thing. Oh, no, Optimus has the thing now. Hey, great, Optimus. Care to give it to us? Oh, Optimus is evil now. Well, let's raise Atlantis. It all comes up. Yeah, I I remember them going down in the submarine, but I don't remember them coming back up. So in my mind, they all just stayed down there. So the big fight doesn't really happen at a big city. Uh, this one happens on top of Atlantis, on the water. They're running around. Uh, Optimus is like... I got a sword. <laughs> and he's hitting people. And <laughs> there's a big fight between him and Bumblebee, uh, who, as you can't, re- who, as you recall, cannot speak on his own. They've been trying different voice boxes. It hasn't worked. They got. They did that. The joke from the character from the movie Robots. You, do you remember the movie Robots? I, I remember the movie Robots. There was a character yes. who couldn't speak, so they tried out different voice boxes with him, and it was all like different, sillier voices until the very end. Don't they do the part. exact same thing with Bumblebee, where uh, at, in this movie, where they're like, "Here, try this voice box," and it's definitely not him. It's uh, a ridiculous voice. And then at the very end, he's like, "But Optimus, I'm your friend," and that's like, "Oh, you're my friend." Well, my gods, I guess. <laughs> I guess that all works out great. <laughs> Gosh. I'm down there, Grievous. Ugh. Jeez. <laughs> Jedi slime. <laughs> Hello there. So they're like, uh, but no, Optimus goes to attack. Um, before all this, Optimus goes to attack Marky Mark. Cade. And <laughs> Optimus is like, I'm going to swing my sword. And Cade's like, no, you're not. And he's like, I'm swinging my sword. And then Cade's medallion thing comes out of his arm and it forms a sword. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like Finn's uh, leaf sword from Adventure Time. Now yeah, and then, and then doesn't he block it? He blocks it, which is just the force alone. Yeah, of... I, don't, I don't understand how Michael Bay likes explosions, but he doesn't know how physics work. No. And so they're like, uh, yeah, Optimus, I'm your friend. I have no gods. Wow, <laughs> that was easy. <laughs> and then she's she comes in, she's like, you fools, I guess I gotta destroy you. So so they go to Stonehenge, because that marks the uh, where the first pillar will come through the earth. And the pillars come out, because it's... Okay, so I think the pieces of Cybertron are still flowing through space. Mm-hmm. And there's a way to bring them back together. It's called Unicron. Unicron? Yeah. Unicron. And guess what? It's not voiced by Orson Welles. It's um, it's the supercomputer where you can find out the answer to the ultimate... Well, you can find out the ultimate question to which the answer is 42. Yeah. It's Earth. Fighting happens. Uh, 
Anthony Hopkins doesn't die in my memory. Uh, no, I don't think he dies at all. No. no. And uh, Optimus Prime's like, we haven't given up on humans yet. But the humans have clearly given up on them. Yeah, of course. So, uh, Robbie, want to add anything to that? No, because you just went through pretty much the entire plot. <laughs> and I don't remember anything else. <laughs> mm. In 1484, King Arthur and his knights battle against the Saxons. Elsewhere, Merlin approaches the knights of I-A-C-O-N. Sure. A group of Transformers hiding on Earth to help win the war. They hand him an alien staff before transforming into the Dragonstorm. Yeah. yeah. Warning Merlin that, Merlin, Merlin that a great evil will come for the staff. In the present, five years after the Hong Kong Uprising in the previous film. I think that's what it's called. The Hong Kong Uprising. <laughs> Make it sound like an early Jackie Chan film. Optimus Prime crash lands on Cybertron. But, yeah. But, but... Crash lands on Cybertron. Okay. And meets his alleged creator, Quintessa Prime. Sounds like the dumbest name. I take it back. Kate Yeager is not the <laughs> dumbest name. Quintessa Quintessa Prime. Prime. Quintessa blames Optimus for Cybertron losing life, but brainwashes him and renames him Nemesis Prime. He has to get Merlin's staff, which can absorb Earth's, absorb Earth's energy to restore their homeworld. Earth is revealed to be the slumbering Unicron. Well, they don't waste any time, do they? <laughs> that was the dumbest plot point in that movie. I, mm. Whose horns are emerging from the planet. Yeah, the horns were emerging pretty early on. In the yeah, movie, yeah, I yeah. I remember that. On Earth, Transformers remain unwelcome amongst humanity. Oh, yeah, so John Turturro's character is hiding out in Cuba. Yeah, because Cuba is the only place where... Transformers are not outlawed. That's why he's can, able. He's playing so, soccer on the yeah, beach with Transformers. Yeah, yeah. with the uh, Cage Yeager, an ally to the Autobots, helps refugees hide from the TRF in the remote junkyard. His warp tour in Chicago. Uh, Cade, Baldy, Sweet, Streetwise Girl Isabella. That's how he described it. Streetwise Girl Isabella. I want that to be her full name if we look on the credits. <laughs> and her Transformer companion, Squeaks and Canopy, helps a group of children evade the TRF drones, but Canopy is killed. Cade receives a mechanical talisman from a dying Autobot knight and has a brief standoff with TRF before heading back to the junkyard. Right, right, right. I remember. Yeah, yeah. He gets the thing. Yeah, he yeah. Green Lanterns it. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> green pretty Lan much. He Green Lanterns it. Uh, reluctantly joining forces to obtain it and a number of Decepticon prisoners are... Right, right. So there's a big scene in the desert where... Megatron, not Galvatron. It looks nothing like Galvatron. It's yeah, Megatron. He, he looks like Megatron now. Uh, is in the desert, and they're like, all right, uh, Megatron, we need your help finding the Autobots. Uh, uh, what are your terms? I want some prisoners. And he's like, all right, who do you want? Uh, release these guys. Well, we're not releasing that guy. Like, there's a big lawyer scene in the yeah, desert where yeah, they're, like, I, negotiating the release of certain that. Decepticons. It's weird. Also, they're ones you've never heard of in the movie, so you don't know why they're of important course. to Megatron. Of course. They're just there to sell more toys. Cage, his assistant Jimmy, Isabella, and Squeaks flee from the Decepticons and tear after the abandoned town, but the Autobots ambush their enemies and defeat them while Cage, Jimmy, Isabella battle a unit of TRF drones. Cogman. Yeah, Cogman. Steampunk Transformer. I like that there's a little link for steampunk, in case you were wondering. <laughs> Approaches Cade and invites him to travel to the United Kingdom and meet his employer, Sir Edmund Burton, who has connections with the Transformers. Burton also has his associate, Holt Long, bring Vivian Wembley. Yeah. Sounds like a British slang for a vagina. <laughs> <laughs> oh, honey, what's that smell? I haven't washed my Vivian Wembley. <laughs> University of Oxford English literature professor to his state, bringing Cade, Vivian, and Bumblebee together. 
Burton explains that the Transformers have been aiding mankind in war for centuries. Their existence is by a secret society of historical figures known as the Order of Witwickens. Oh yeah, there's a moment where uh, Anthony Hopkins sneaks into the Prime Minister's office and yeah. threatens him with the watch that killed Hitler. Yeah. Like, that's... I remember that. I don't remember why. I don't remember either. Alright. Uh, yeah, there's a big flashback uh, to uh, Bumblebee fighting World War II. And uh, we see a scene where he's actually fighting Nazis as Bumblebee. I don't remember that. No, that, that. happens, yeah. I remember that. That's the thing? Yeah. It was in the trailers, too. And it, 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 they said it was a lead-up to a Bumblebee spinoff movie where he's fighting in World War II. You know, kind of how they... Yeah, but, but now it's going to be set in the 80s. <laughs> 80s, huh? Well, yeah, and John Cena's the, the lead human character in it. So Robbie sent me a link then... saying that John Cena was being considered to play Duke Nukem in the Duke Nukem <laughs> movie coming out. Yeah. And my response was, Robbie, care to... I don't even remember the way you phrased it. My that. response was, I hate every part of that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Can't you imagine? Because if it's going to be set in the 80s, then Bumblebee's voice modulators should still be messed up. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it comes out and you're like, it's John Cena. And then Bumblebee just... <laughs> I hope not. I really hope not. <laughs> I have really uh, respect for John Cena. If he ever wants to come on the show, we'll ha- welcome him. But, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Get John Cena on this couch. Mm. See what he remembers about Transformers. What a nice yellow couch it is. No, we're going to ask him about... Uh, if we ever get John Cena on the show, we'll ask him about Scooby-Doo movies. Because he was in Scooby-Doo meets the WWE wrestlers. Right, right. <laughs> no, we'll ask him about Fred the movie. Because he, he played Fred's dad in that. Oh gosh, I totally forgot Fred was ever a thing. <laughs> Where is that guy? Dead. That's depressing. No, no, he's alive. He sold his channel, and uh, now it's a bunch of kids making content on it. Mm. Mm-hmm. So what is he doing? Like, I'm not gonna look up Fred's <laughs> like current. Uh... I'll, I'll look it up. If you look it up, that means we have to keep this in the episode, <laughs> and I actually kind of want to delete it. Okay. No, no, go ahead and look it up. The Witwickens, the talisman could lead to Merlin's staff, buried within a Cybertronian spacecraft hidden at the bottom of the sea. However, only a direct descendant of Merlin can wield it. Revealing Vivian is the last in the bloodline. MI6 and the TRF discover them, forcing him to flee. Following clues and evading the TRF, MI6 and the Decepticon Barricade. Barricade is still... Barricade is like the longest lasting non-main character. Yeah. Because he was the police car in the first one. So it's surprising that he's still around. Uh, Vivian, Bumblebee, and Cogman commandeer the HMS Alliance to follow the spacecraft, followed by a TRF in submarines of their own. I'm glad they just had submarines on standby. Burton later contacts Seymour Simmons, both learning that Earth is Unicron and that the staff will be used to drain the planet's life via an access point hidden under Stonehenge. All right, that's a UK uh, landmark. We had, we had Paris in one of them. Uh, we had Chicago. What's the next uh, landmark that you think will be attacked? What, for Transformer 6? Yeah. I think they're holding off on like doing New York for obvious reasons. Washington. Washington. California. Okay. Disney World. Uh, Orlando Studios. Uh, I think an Decepticon, just being uh, malicious and mischievous, will go around. He'll straighten the Leaning Tower of Pisa. 
Ruining it's thousands the, of tourists. It's pictures. just the Tower of Pisa. <laughs> it's the Tower of Pisa. Uh, looking in the ship, Cade and Vivian discover Merlin's tomb and obtain the staff. Vivian activates it, causing the spacecraft to become airborne, awakening the Knights of Iacon. As the TRF try to take the staff from them, Optimus arrives, forcing them to surrender the staff. Bumblebee and Cade confront Optimus, and the former, uh, the former speaking in his own voice, stirring Optimus's memories and freeing him from Quintessa's control. The knights, the knights try to execute Optimus for his uh, presumed betrayal, but Cade stops them when his talisman transforms into Excalibur, and the knights yield to him. Yeah, Excalibur. I'd rather read the plot of Sonic and the Black Knight at this point. I wouldn't. All right, fair enough. I'd rather read the plot of Martin Lawrence Black Knight. Cybertron anchors itself to Earth above Stonehenge. Megatron joins forces with Quintessa after taking the staff from Optimus. Burton tries to intervene, but is mortally wounded by Megatron. The Autobots and the TRF arrive, storming Quintessa's lair to destroy her and obtain the staff. While many of the Decepticons and Quintessa's minions are killed, Optimus defeats Megatron while Quintessa is seemingly destroyed by him and Bumblebee. Cybertron and Earth are spread... Spared. (laughs) Cybertron and Earth are spared (laughs) upon Vivian removing the staff. Now connected together. Optimus sends a message out to surviving Autobots to return home and rebuild their world. In a mid-credit scene, Quintessa, disguised as a human, approaches a group of scientists, inspecting one of Unicron's horns, offering a way to destroy right. him. Right! I forgot she survived. I and forgot that she, that was her. And she looked, yeah, because she was played by her voice act, uh, actress, uh, Gemma Chan, uh, of humans fame. Transformers 5. And that's Transformers, guys. Yeah, uh, that's... Mm. Let us know what you think. We'll be back soon with a new episode, but until then, don't you forget about me. Don't, 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 don't. Any last words, Robbie? Nope. Before I put you down? (laughs) Don't put me down. No, 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 no. (laughs) Woohoo! This has been a presentation of What Do You Remember? You can stop here if you don't like autoplay. If you do, you get what you get.